You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. I'm Clint, and uh, this is a podcast for fans by fans. If you join us on YouTube, if you've just gotten on to the listening or watching train, glad you're here. Welcome. Um, welcome. National Championship. We got some new listeners, got some new people. We found out that Athens uh, has a whole student section that's just earbud in as lectures happening uh, in the class. And you know what? As as one time mediocre at best college students, Daniel and I, uh, we support this behavior emphatically. We do. I would have made even worse grades than I did at Georgia if uh, the Locked On Bulldogs podcast had existed back then. Um, <clears throat> first of all, speaking of listeners, we should we need a shout, shout out. out. We need a shout, shout out. out. Yes, all, all the new listeners. Thank you for finding us. Thank you for. Uh, for telling friends about the show, shout out to everybody who sent us such nice comments. Um, y'all were y'all were just in a festive mood after we won the national championship, and um, uh, we really appreciate all of you listening this whole season. It has been a heck of a ride. If you've never been with Clint and I during the off season, let me just let me just tell you right now, Buck, buckle up because things things get weird in a hurry. And they get weird in the best possible kind of ways. So um, uh, get excited for that. Uh, We'll be here the entire offseason. We're not planning on going anywhere. We've got nothing else to do. This is what what we'll be here doing. Um, Shout out to Jesse, by the way, from the national championship game. Jesse, how you doing? Uh, Franklin, Tennessee. Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, shout out to you. Good to see you, uh, celebrating the dogs win at the national championship game. Shout out to Adam who recently, uh, was the winner of our thousand subscriber contest. The, the sweatshirt giveaway. Yes, sir. Um, Adam, let me just look at my eyes, Adam. I will apologize for nothing. You understand? I picked who I picked. Georgia won the game. You can write me a thank you note later. You understand? Adam, you can Adam, write me a thank you note later. Adam, Don't. This, you're experiencing what I deal with on a daily basis. Just I yeah. apologize to no one. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. All right. We get, get the shout outs out of the way. Clint, um, we've got stuff to talk about about this game, but I want to start here because um, let, me, let me just preface this. And I'm going to come back around to this at the end. But preface this. Nick Saban is the greatest college football coach. Listen, who will ever live. You see what he did there? Yeah, not who has ever lived. I am future casting Nick Saban as the greatest college football coach that will ever coach college football ever. Okay? That's what I'm doing. Now, um, Nick Saban coached this game like a scared little child and he cost his team the game we're about to enter just just so you guys know don't like this isn't this isn't bravado chest rearing and thumping and pumping that this is for real if you go back no, and we watch won the national game, championship we don't have to do that yeah i don't have to do crap yeah. 
Bama fan, stop telling me what to do. I don't do crap, but this is this is as <laughs> real as mom. it gets. You're not my mom. <laughs> um, okay. Daniel, he called this game scared. He did. He called the game scared, and there are there are several different examples that we can go that we can point to where this comes into play. The first of which happens uh, at halftime. Here we go. Okay. Um, no, no, no. The first of which happens, and the most forgivable of which happens early or in the sometime in the second quarter. Kenny Mack. I'm not sure if you recall. Runs a kickoff back 55 yards. Okay. It is called back for a holding penalty. I'm not sure if you're aware, but Georgia was penalized often in this game. The kickoff returns called back for a holding penalty. And um, very next possession, the next time Alabama kicks off, I should say, not the next possession, but the next time Alabama kicks off, the kicker kicks it 60 yards out of bounds. I mean, I'm talking about this ball cross the out-of-bounds line, away from Kenny McIntosh at about the 30-yard line, clearly instructed to kick it straight out of bounds because Nick Saban was terrified of Kenny McIntosh. Now, that's only one example. If that were all that happened, then you would say that's nothing. That's something that happens all the time. Georgia had some sort of a schematic advantage in the return game, blah, 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 blah. Well, let me fast forward you a little bit to halftime, okay? Alabama has the ball. They get stopped on third down. They punt the ball, Clint. There's a minute and 36 seconds to go in the half. It's a great punt by their punter. And Kiaris Jackson fair catches the ball on the nine-yard line, Clint. So now Georgia has the ball first and 10 from its own nine-yard line. Alabama has three timeouts. Mm-hmm. And holds a nine to six lead. They're leading. and has the Heisman Trophy winner on the sidelines watching. Now, quick, George, quick, just a quick history lesson, Georgia fan. What happens before halftime with less than two minutes to go when Kirby has the ball in his own territory? What happens? when we're ninety-one yards away from the end zone? You if you had watched it. any tape. Tell me what Kirby Smart does. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think Nick Saban watched any tape this week? All the tape. Do you you think Nick Saban knows what Kirby Smart does in these types of situations? You you combine that with the fact that Georgia's offense has looked extremely questionable at best in the first half. You're being really generous with that. Very generous. Stetson Bennett turns around and promptly hands the ball to Zamir White, and he rushes for two yards, Clint. Two? Yards. Again, there's a minute and 36 seconds on the clock. Tick, 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 tick. Alabama does not call a timeout. The next time we snap the ball, there are 55 seconds to go on the clock. So you might say, okay, save a timeout for the offense in case there's a sack, in case there's a player tackled in bounds. Save one timeout for the offense. Get the field goal kicker set up, whatever. But now there's 55 seconds. It is second and eight. Georgia hands the ball off again. Uh-huh. Zamir White is tackled again for a two-yard gain. It is now third and six. And the seconds continue to tick 
and tick, continue tick, tick, tick. to tick all the way down to 20 seconds. And then at 20 seconds, Nick Saban calls a timeout. When there's 20 seconds to go in the game, he calls his first timeout. Did he just remember that he had them? And, and this is probably because he was letting those those seconds go out because he knew he was getting the, the ball and to start the second half, Daniel. He was getting that. No, oh, he wasn't. We were getting the ball. Look, a theme of this game, we're going to get to another one in a second. A theme of this game is that Alabama never took a double-digit lead. Okay? And they had chances. We talked about one a couple days ago. First three Ooh. possessions of the game – Alabama had the ball three times before Georgia ever recorded a first down. In those three possessions, they managed to score three points. They, Alabama never took a double-digit lead. Here they have the ball up by three, or they don't have the ball, but they have an opportunity to get the ball up by three at about the, their own 40-yard line with a chance to drive down the field and at least get three, maybe get seven and make it a 10-point game going into halftime. And Nick Saban just bleeds the clock and goes to halftime 9-6 to six, uh, because he's scared, Clint. Because he's scared. That's why he's he seen did that. the defense. He's seen what his offense did against this defense. We took their best shot with their he's, best players, that's the right. Heisman Trophy winner, the number one running back that, would, that had waited – for, I, I saw the graphic, Kurt Herstory did, all them years behind all those backs oh, to come out and get experience, mm-hmm. sit and get it. Best running back, Heisman quarterback. How many yards did he rush for against Cincinnati, Clint? So many yards he rushed for against Cincinnati. He broke a record. Cincinnati. Against Cincinnati, Clint. Okay. But that's those aren't the worst ones, Clint. Those, as bad as that was, now we fast forward – to the third quarter, okay? And now you the game the, is not... You want to tell the third, do you want to save that third quarter for the second segment, Daniel? Yeah, let's save it. Yeah, let's save okay. it. Okay, yeah. All right, all right, here Jump. we go. Uh, first, we need to let you know about GetUpside. GetUpside right now is an app that many listeners are using to get 50 cents off every gallon of gas. Now, you say 50 cents. That seems like a lot. That's only if you use promo code SCORE. It's 25 cents a gallon. Off of every single time you fill up when you get the app, get upside in the iOS or the Android store, you put it on your phone, you go fill up, you use that app and you're going to get 25 cents off per gallon of gasoline that you use as you fill up your car at the gas station. You're 50 cents sound incredibly simple. Is it? It can't be this simple. Daniel, it is this simple. Use promo code SCORE. And right now you're going to get 25 cents additional off of every single gallon of gasoline your first fill up. Those are very, very simple to redeem. It goes straight to PayPal or to your bank account or even to e-gift cards, Amazon and the like. But again, you have to use the promo code SCORE when you use the GetUpside app. Extremely simple, extremely easy to use. GetUpside app, Android, iOS, promo code SCORE. Also, I want to let you know about betonline.ag. They are your online sportsbook experts. We told you about it. We tell you about them all the time here on the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. Go there right now. Enter the promo code Locked On. You get a fifty percent bonus on your initial deposit. That's free money. Use that free money to fade Tom Crean and anything Tom Crean has ever touched or been associated with his entire life. We're in the that, that all- season of this, that segment of the season, y'all. 
Tom Crean is an abomination to the Georgia basketball program and should be fired immediately. BetOnline.ag, however, is not an abomination. They are your online sportsbook experts. So go there right now. Enter that promo code locked on and you get a 50% bonus on your initial deposit. Use that to bet on college basketball, the NBA, the NHL, the NFL playoffs. Um, uh, Wildcard weekend is coming up this weekend, uh, tomorrow, Sunday, Monday. I hear there's just football on all the time. Use that uh, money, betonline.ag, to bet on all of those sports. They've got a great app, they've got a great mobile site. Um, go there right now, betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Daniel. Third quarter, Clint. That was another time. Yep. Third quarter, Clint. Um, huge drive for Alabama. Georgia has just yes. scored a touchdown. Now the score is not nine to six. Now the score is 13 to nine. Georgia's in front. Okay. Things are getting. Things are getting a bit more challenging for Alabama. And Alabama proceeds to go, go on a 10-play, 72-yard, three-and-a-half-minute march down the field. Okay? This is probably their best offensive possession of the game. All right? They're moving the ball down the field. Everything is going well for them. And lo and behold, they get the ball on the five, down first and goal from the five-yard line. We talked about this two days ago because we talked about the red zone defense. First down, nothing. Second down, nothing. Third down, nothing. Now it is fourth and goal from the three-yard line. Clint, down 13 to nine. Let me just, there is one minute to go in the third quarter. It is all. It is basically the fourth quarter now. Do you understand what I'm saying? You're down by four points. You have the ball on the three-yard line. You have the best pass rusher in all of college football. Yep. Our quarterback is Stetson Fleming Bennett the fourth. And at this point, he is not our savior. He is our whipping boy. He has not done the thing he's about to do in two drives yet. Correct. Okay? So, Nick Saban has a chance to either score a touchdown and take the lead or go for it on fourth down and turn the ball over on downs and give us the ball on our own three-yard line with our backs against the goalposts and the best, the best pass rush in college football bearing down on us uh, to try to get the ball back or get a safety or a fumble touchdown, interception touchdown. When you get the ball down that close on defense, uh, it is a scoring situation. But instead, Nick Saban does none of those things, Clint. Instead, no. Nick Saban elects to kick a field goal so that he can still be losing the game. Twelve. To 13. When he sent the field goal unit on the on the field, Clint, I need to know because there was a reaction in section 519. Oh okay. <laughs> there was a reaction. I need to know what's going through your mind when Nick Saban trotted the field goal kicker out onto the field. I looked around at other people and I looked at the scoreboard to make sure I understood what was happening. 
I looked at other people because I thought to myself, this surely cannot be happening. We are catching a break right now. Because again, Bryce Young, we saw it. We're going to see it here a little bit. That a touchdown to the tight end as Bryce Young does his thing. You mm-hmm. can't you can't hold it down forever except we buys did. time. He buys, buys time, time uses gets feet, the moves around. Yeah. I thought for certain that's what's going to happen next. I thought guaranteed and there was another time where I thought, "Oh, this is four down territory for Nick Saban and the Alabama they they know." And this was one time that was dead set. I looked to Alabama fan to my left. He is mm-hmm. speechless. I looked to Alabama speechless. fans behind me. They are speechless and they're not moving. They're not going anywhere. They're not excited to get points, Daniel. No. They are speechless. He kicked that field goal and it was dead quiet in Lucas Oil Stadium. And I threw up my hands and screamed with joy. Clint, it might have been the loudest I cheered the entire game. Because Georgia forced a field goal from Alabama, but they didn't really force a field goal. Nick Saban forced a field goal from Alabama. Do you know why he he was he kicked a field goal, Clint? It's what the theme that? of the segment. It's because he was scared. Oh, there it it's is. Because he was scared to go try to win the game. Let me explain something to you. On the very next possession, Stetson Bennett's going to not fumble, and Alabama's going to get the ball at their own at the 15-yard line, and they're going to go down and score a touchdown. And they're going to take a five-point lead because they're going to go for two and they're not going to get it. Now, let me paint a different scenario for you, Clint. Mm. Choose your adventure books made famous on this. Let's go down this road. What if you turn to page 16? Okay. And and on that page, Nick Saban wasn't scared. Oh. He goes for it on fourth down. Alabama scores a touchdown. Now – Alabama kicks the extra point. Alabama is ahead 16 to 13. And then Alabama gets a not fumble from Stetson Bennett, recovers it on the 15-yard line. Doesn't recover the not fumble, by the way, because the foot was on the line, but yes. Well, yes. Okay, they don't recover a not fumble to be awarded the ball on the 15-yard line. They go down the field. They score the touchdown that they score. Do they go for two in that scenario, Clint? Up by nine? No, sir. No, no they kicked the extra point, and now how many points are they ahead by in the game? It's well, two it's possessions. A, two possessions. Possession. It's a 10-point game. They're up double digits. Up double digits, and Stetson Bennett has the ball, and it's the fourth quarter with 10 minutes to go, and you're up by 10 points. All you had to do was not be scared. Now listen. Listen. Uh-huh. Because – I think Nick Saban is the best fo- college football coach that will ever coach college football. But I don't make the rules, Clint. I, I'm only trying to keep up with the rules. Because when you make a decision as a coach in a critical game, a championship-level game, And that decision is stupid, and it's wrong, and it cost your team the game. I was told that you are trash and can't coach, that you're a recruiter only and not a coach. When you run a fake punt with Justin Fields and it costs your team the game, I was told Again, I don't make the rules. I'm only trying to keep up. 
And so does this mean that I have to retract what I said about Nick Saban being the greatest college football coach of all time, and now I'm forced to believe that he is trash? Is that what I'm obligated to do? No, you're not obligated to do any of that, Daniel. What you're obligated to do is to say this, and here's where I want segment three to go. What you're obligated to do is to say two things can be true at the same time. Nick Saban is the greatest coach that ever will coach college football. And secondly, Kirby Smart scared him to death, and the beasts on defense did not – he did not think this – again, this isn't us saying it. This is what he said by his decision. My Heisman winning – the the. Alabama quarterback who won a Heisman, I don't trust him more than I trust that defense to stop me. And by the way, the horse that got you here, you looked at at the most crucial time and you said, not today, which again, stupid. It's just not smart. Nick, I mean, he's proven it time and time and time again. He's a fantastic football coach. That's not what I'm saying. I'm really only bringing all this up to make fun of the Kirby Smart haters that allow one or two Kirby Smart decisions to paint a picture of who Kirby Smart is as a coach. Because sometimes as a coach, you just make really dumb decisions. And there's a few examples. Big guys. And there's a few examples of Nick Saban making some really dumb decisions that cost his team, I think, ultimately the football game. Uh, by letting Georgia hang around when they should have tried to put him away. That's exactly right. Hey, we're going to come back after this. I'm going to give you a take on Jalen Carter as well as let you know what they did to Kirby. But first, we'll let you know about Built Bar. Built Bar is the tastiest protein bar on planet Earth. How do I know? I've tried them. I'm still waiting for whatever seasonality next with the flavors comes out, Daniel, because mm. spring is around the corner, and they're going to be yeah. doing something with those flavors. It's going to be something. I cannot be delicious. It's going to be delicious. BuiltBar.com. Tastiest ate protein bar. I ate, ate a cookie dough one today, Clint, and just, just a ah. – just a chef's kiss. kiss that. Got to get that. Yeah. Um, yeah. High in fiber, high in protein, low in all the bad stuff uh, that you don't want. Low in fat, low in sugar. Don't got time for that because you're either doing a meal replacement, you're on the go, you're pre-workout, post-workout, during workout, um, during van drop-off of kids, during that shuttle, whatever it is, BuiltBar.com, Tasty's Protein Bar on Planet Earth. And right now, head over, put in the promo code locked on 15 get 15% off your entire order. Daniel, 15% off your entire order. Uh, what if I order more com. than one box? Well, then you get 15% off that entire thing that you ordered. One box, two box, well, three box. Darn. It doesn't matter. Billbar.com, Tasty's Protein Bar on planet Earth. Okay, couple of housekeeping things. One. Yes. Um, y'all, Jalen Carter, I don't know if he's doing yoga in the athletic training room. I don't know if he's doing ballet. I, I have no idea. But that bend that he did to block that field goal, Daniel, to Ooh. block the field goal, that bend, that push, that abject terror of a man, that is Jalen Carter. Um, he showed out in a huge way. That, by the way, um, where do you think Jalen Carter is going to get drafted in this year's NFL draft? Yeah, I'm okay. Oh, so let oh wait, let me Jalen Carter is not, not going to be in this year's NFL draft. Oh, there it is. There it is. He's coming. Um, hey, re- hot take. I'm, total prediction. I don't have any inside information. Mm-hmm. Um, Nolan Smith coming back. Okay. Hmm. Hashtag hashtag more business to finish. Yeah, that's right. 
That's I got all in business. Um, okay, here's where I want to go. All right. It has to do with what I've been working on for the analogy of what the the three little pigs, the porked up fat cats of college football, have been trying wow. to do for a very, very long time. And wow. that is keep the big bad wolf outside of their house. Uh-oh. Now here's here's what they tried to do. And y'all, like, please understand this. Please understand if you don't know how culture works, if you don't know how changes work and trends, and you don't understand how how systems are actually morphed, you're watching it happen right now with college football, Kirby Smart, and Georgia. And it happened on the biggest stage in the biggest way possible. With he did Kirby didn't do Alabama better. That's not what he did. He learned from Alabama. We will never, ever say otherwise. 100%. He says it. He says it. You also don't, don't go against Kirby. He's your coach. He won your national championship. Listen to his words. He says, yes, of course, I, I'm, I have a huge debt to Nick Saban in Alabama. That's right. But he's he doing things his way. Now, King Kirby doing things his way. And for the longest time, the guys like Dabo, who hates NIL, the guys like Saban, who's trying to become cuddly grandpa all of a sudden as he sees mm. his window closing instead oh, of seven, 70 years old. 70. Guys. He'll be 71 by the time there's another college football playoff. He'll be 71. Just to keep his track birthday, of how numbers work. His birthday is, uh, what is that? That's, uh, that's St. Patrick's Day. It's on some sort of holiday every year. It's I on think. Easter, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Easter bunny. Um, look. They have been trying to keep them out. They've been building brick walls because they understand that inside the clubhouse for them is really nice. They know all the same stuff. It's the it's the blue bloods, whatever they call themselves, like that. And they hate a forty six year old coach. You can't be forty six. You have to be above. You have to be above that. That's too young. That's too quick success. You can't do it at your first head coaching stint. No, 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 no. You need to go elsewhere. You can't do it the first time. That that you're you're on a stage repeating against Alabama coming off a loss in the SEC champ. You can't do those things. And Kirby Smart went ahead and just busted in the door and left it open on his way in and said, Let's brawl. The three little pigs of college football have been begging to keep Kirby Smart out. And he's now in at 46 with recruiting classes, facilities, a crud load of money and marketing all the top things you could think of a great place to play great tradition to play great talent great coaches he's bringing in i.e todd munkin that's not a sexy hire guys let me tell you no when todd munkin was hired you all had to go find him from oklahoma state when like des bryant was there okay it's a like, championship hire it's not a sexy hire it's a championship that's exactly hire. right and now he's inside, and now the wolf is inside your house, and you can't get rid of him. Everything has changed. I don't, I'm not trying to be hyperbolic. I'm just literally telling you, this is how things change, is, is moments like this, dominoes like this. Because now he's in, and now he goes to recruits homes with that ring on as he recruits some of these other guys. Quarterbacks now look at what he did with Stetson Bennett, and they go, hot darn. He could do that with Stetson. Imagine what he could do with me. He sees him morphing and changing and being intense and being not cuddly grandpa to all these players, but being an abject father figure to these players. 
guys, he Nick Saban coach scared because he knows the beast that was seated at Alabama that has now matured into this this monster at Georgia. And once that trajectory hits, we all know what Clemsoning is. And we all saw Dabo get a, a generational quarterback. And we said, oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Generational quarterback. Okay. That's not the story with Kirby. Go, you put no. him with anybody. No, this anybody. ain't no Cam Newton. This ain't no Cam Newton national championship. You understand? That's not, that's not what this is. It's not okay. Trevor Lawrence. It's not no. Watson. It's not that's Cam. Not- that's not what this is. Um, this is this is a coach that's here to stay. And look, I said it on Tuesday. I'll say it again. Brandon, sorry, not sorry. He's not sorry. Deep down in your heart. Uh-huh. Deep down in your heart. Right here. You know you'd rather have Kirby. You know you'd rather have Kirby than Dabo. You know it. Listen, you know it. Because look, he kicked that door down, and who's in there? Who's in that house? Okay, Nick. a seventy-year-old man. Uh-huh. The man's seventy years old. These are the guys that are trying to compete with Kirby. He's seventy years old. Dabo Swinney, he coming out here with the twenty-fifth ranked recruiting class in the nation for next year. The twenty-fifth ranked recruiting class in the nation. With Brent his Venables with- left, and uh-huh. he said, and he said, "Oh no." Oh no! His These coaching staff men. is gone. His quarterback, back of quarterbacks in the transfer portal. Ua Ungale is the only one standing there. His he starting got quarterback Etienne. is bad. It's yeah. bad. Okay, Dabo. Dabo does not have staying power at the top. No. no. Who else in there? Ryan Day. Okay. 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 Well. Um, see, what had happened was Ryan Day is the best offensive coach in all of college football. He quickly passed Lincoln Riley. Real and then, um, And then, just like Lincoln Riley, failed to make the college football playoff. 100%. Couldn't cut it. Oh, there's there's Coach O. Oh, wait. Wait a second. Oh, no. no. Oh, no, wait. But there's Texas A&M. <laughs> there's Texas A&M and old Crab Legs McGee, Jimbo Fisher. Okay. Um. To be totally honest with you, we make fun of Jimbo Fisher all the time. That's the only one that even poses a remote threat to Kirby Smart. Uh, Jimbo Fisher going to make some noise in the next couple of years, guys. Okay, just he's going to make some yeah. noise. Um, Kirby's here to stay. George is here to stay. That's like that's all there is to it. I'm not saying that they're going to be. This is going to be another Alabama dynasty. These things don't come around no. like this. No. These, and that's what Alabama fan doesn't realize is that these things, it's, it's, it's going away. It's going to go away quickly. I'm not saying Georgia broke it, whatever. I'm just saying it's going to go away quickly because the man is 70 years old. And when it goes away, you don't just bring it back. No. You understand? Because that's not that's how some, culture works, guys. No. So Kirby's. Kirby's run is just getting started yes. and the talent just keeps stockpiling in Athens. And to mm. your point, Clint, he has been the only bullet in opposing coaches' guns as they walk into these recruits' homes. The only one is if you go to Georgia, you know, you know, you, you know he can't win a championship. 
You know, it's not Oops. it's not it's not a championship program. Oops. It's not a championship. See what had happened was uh all right. Look, it's been a fun week, Clint. It has it's been it's been a fun truly week. has. Tom Crean should be fired, and we will be back <laughs> next week on the podcast so that we can talk more about Georgia, uh, about the, the institution that is worthy of all of our accolades and is worthy of a better college basketball coach, Josh Brooks, there if you're is. listening. It's worthy. We're worthy of a better college basketball. We're worthy of a better product than this. Come back on Monday. Uh, tell a friend about the podcast. Uh, we have got lots more stuff planned as we move into the offseason and continue to celebrate this national championship, and we'll see you guys then. Yes. See you.